Hi, I'm Sarah Jenner, and this is another episode of Noble Leaders Having No Bull Conversations. Today, I am joined by Marianne Baton, the Director of Strategy and Collaboration at Workplace Strategies for MentalHealth.com. And today, we're going to be chatting about loneliness. But we're together. How lonely can we be? (laughs) I don't feel very lonely right now, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, But I think that this is such an important topic. We just co-facilitated a session about transitioning to retirement and I know with my parents this is a conversation I've had with them a couple times around fear of the isolation that comes with retirement or if you end up losing your job the isolation that can come from that and the loneliness and you and I just did a session at the HRPA conference Mm -hmm. on um, two resources that we have one is the retiree interview which is really more for the organization to capture the intellectual capital of that individual and help them feel good about their accomplishments Mm -hmm. but the other piece retiring well um, was originally created just to help someone who's ready to retire to start to imagine the people that will be in their lives after retirement, how they might contribute to their lives mm-hmm. and how the reverse can happen. And one of the things that was in this resource is the five ways to contribute. And I really think that if we start to look at those five ways to contribute, we start to understand in a different way how different people support us, show their appreciation for us, and contribute Mm -hmm. to our lives in different ways. Mm -hmm. And those five ways to contribute, um, I look at them and I see the five love languages that we all kind of have our own. Uh, We have one that will really speak to us. But I think the great thing about this resource is that it also takes into consideration that the way you would like people to contribute to your life is not necessarily the way they would want you to contribute to theirs. And so I think it, again, is so important that it's kind of like our intention versus their perception and putting our ego to the side and making sure we're also uh, contributing to their quality of life the way they'd want. Right. So these these five ways to contribute. The first one is gifts. And mm-hmm. gifts can be that I'm cooking you a meal or baking you something. They don't have to be money or things that we mm-hmm. buy. Um, they can be uh, favors, which is running errands or doing chores. Anybody who cleans your house oh, does yeah. your laundry. <laughs> Um, but this this favors could also be providing physical care. Mm-hmm. Um, attention is the third one. And it is really just spending time paying attention to someone, talking to them, listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, praise is another contribution that you can make. You know, cheering somebody on, really recognizing what they're doing, being appreciative for what they do to you, but in a way that really is specific. Mm-hmm. And I think whether we're at work or we're in our families, we often go, thank you, um, in a very offhanded way, instead of saying, you know, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me to do that presentation. It reduced my stress. It improved what the audience received. Mm-hmm. It really made it better for everybody concerned. That kind of praise is really what we're it's talking about specific. here. specific. 
And then the last one is affection. And really just saying I love you, holding hands, hugging, just make sure it's somebody who actually wants that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but these different ways of contributing really should be thought about by anybody who has a relationship that they feel is floundering. Mm -hmm. Just start to think, first of all, what am I getting from this relationship? And you may have dip, been discounting it and minimizing what that person actually contributes. Mm -hmm. But also, what can I contribute? Mm -hmm. And you may find, too, that while you were working, that this individual maybe gave more and contributed more to your relationship. And I think recognizing that is so important. And then being able to, now that you have the time, you have the space, you have the energy, showing them that they're just as important to you as obviously you are to them. Yes. Do you know, though, I think the worst loneliness mm -hmm. is when you're in a relationship that there's no <laughs> in there's no yeah. real connection there's yeah. no real intimacy and I think that these five ways to contribute mm -hmm. can really help change that for people because yeah. loneliness isn't just isolation mm -hmm. it can be it could be sitting next to someone right and right. not feeling that connection so so what you're saying is not all relationships are lonely but sometimes they can become lonely and these are ways you can work on them yeah absolutely and then the other piece around loneliness is um, people in the workplace mm -hmm. so you can be lonely in a workplace full of people but there's a lot of individuals who are self-employed mm -hmm. who are independent professionals who can be working a lot but feel very lonely nobody to bounce ideas off of mm -hmm. nobody to collaborate with and um, we did a round table once you were involved with it um, that was just independent professionals talking about those times when they felt alone, when they felt nobody had their back, when they felt um, isolated in the work that they did. And uh, on the workplace strategy site, there's a lot of ideas on how to do that differently um, to avoid some of that loneliness. To kind of find your tribe that you can lean on. And it also, while you were speaking, made me think of uh, individuals who travel quite a bit. Like I know I've had moments where I'm across the country working independently and I definitely feel that loneliness. And then I'm so grateful for the cities that I can travel to that I know people in. So you have those connections and you can meet up with someone and um, fill that void, which probably isn't the healthiest wording to use, but you know, like to find something to um to not make it feel so isolating sometimes and so disconnected I think is something that people struggle with and I mean I think there are lots of different ways to do it for me collaborating with other people is a huge one that I I think you find certain people sometimes and you're definitely one of those people where your energy just connects. And I had a meeting like this the other day of someone who wanted to collaborate on something and their energy was just so motivating and inspiring and I felt energized and it kind of made me look at my work differently and feel like a renewed passion about it because I was able to see through someone else's eyes the value in it. So I think collaboration is a huge one. It is. And then to flip loneliness on its head, mm -hmm. um, 
there is also a need for us to be able to be alone with our thoughts, Mm -hmm. with our emotions, with our feelings, and not want to run from that. And um, it's funny because meditation for me was something done by gurus in India and not anywhere else when I was younger I really felt like it was unattainable Mm -hmm. for an average person like me that you had to be someone special to do it and I tried and failed many times Mm -hmm. and yet when I started to learn about mindfulness and to be able to stop those racing thoughts and the thoughts around loneliness are I'm all alone no one cares um uh, if if anything happened to me, nobody would care. I'm just, and those thoughts are not true. Mm -hmm. And yet we sometimes allow them to run rampant in our mind instead of being able to say, is that true? No, there's people all over the world who would be really happy to talk to you because they're also alone. There are people who live to reach out to give a hand and they would love to do that for you. So, loneliness um, can be helped with social connection, but it also can be helped by really questioning your thoughts and saying, what other actions can I take to change these, um, to to challenge these thoughts and to change my reality? Mm -hmm. And I think that challenging our thoughts is such a huge skill to develop because I find the moments I really find myself in trouble or struggling is because I have this narrative happening in my mind and a story that I'm playing out for myself that really is just so untrue and very unlikely to happen. And I think that um, I can't remember where I heard this. It could have been a podcast. It could have been in an interview, probably one of Oprah's Super Soul Sundays. Um, But someone recommended when you have those running thoughts in your mind, just simply asking yourself, does this thought serve me? And how does it serve me? And if it doesn't, saying, you know what, it's not serving me. And so I'm just going to stop this process in my mind right now. And it's almost like a way to throw a wrench in the cog and you know what, and just stop it immediately and give yourself that moment to ground ground yourself and really think about okay this this is taking me nowhere good really fast and so I need to intervene quickly yes and for those who say well does it serve me but I have no control over it Mm -hmm. it doesn't serve me but it is my reality is that to ask the question how could you change that reality Mm -hmm. what would it take for you to actually make this a different story Um, we we would call it restoring helping somebody to change their story and sometimes it's as simple as saying um, what is it about being alone that's problematic for you Mm -hmm. and if you say it's because I think everybody hates me how could we prove to you that there's people who don't hate you like what could or what could you do to prove that that isn't true to test that theory And you would reach out, you would try and see if there is someone who would be willing to talk to you, who would be willing to be supportive. And uh, it's inevitable that there will be someone, may not be the first person you reach out to, Mm -hmm. may not be the person you wish would be there for you, but there are people who want to be there for you. And just talking about our support systems, another great piece about um, retiring well 
and it's available at workplacestrategiesformentalhealth.com that I think I found so interesting was it asked them to list your support system. You know, who are the people in your life that you want to spend time with? But then what I also loved was it asked, who would you want to reconnect with? And I think that um, I'm definitely at a stage in my life where the friends that I built and the community that I built in university, you know, we're kind of getting, we've gotten into our careers. Um, some of us have partners now we could be thinking about kids. And so we're starting to drift apart a little bit, not in a bad way, but just in a like, everyone's really busy kind of way. And then I look at uh, some of my friends' parents who have recently reconnected with their group of friends from high school and university because they are all starting to retire and it's really beautiful. And they brought this group of friends to their son's wedding and they all flew out. And I thought it was so amazing. And some of them hadn't seen each other in like two years, but it just looked like no time had passed at all. So I think understanding too that it's okay to reconnect with people that, yeah, maybe in the last two years you haven't had time to chat with them, but reach out and you really never know what could come from it. Well, and I always say that we're going to be lonely if we are sitting by ourselves wishing somebody would reach out to mm -hmm. us. We'll never be lonely if we look for people who might need us to reach out to them. Yeah. Because there's always people who could use um, a friendly ear, who could use somebody to be there for them. And the opposite... Um, I always say the opposite of depression isn't happiness. Mm -hmm. The opposite of depression is gratitude. Because if you start to look for what you're grateful for, if you start to look for ways that you can contribute, that you can make a difference, it's really hard to share the space with the repetitive negative thoughts of depression. Mm -hmm. So in, in uh, mild to moderate cases, let me just, you know, qualify that being able to reach out, being able to look for what you're grateful for really can make a huge difference in mm -hmm. your mental health. And you introduced me a couple years ago to the five minute journal. And I was reluctant at first because I thought, oh, listing three things I'm grateful for isn't going to do anything. Um, but then I really did find myself in a tough year last year. And I really turned to it so much more. And I felt the difference like maybe not immediately sometimes but after three or four days of doing it I could feel the change and you know that I have issues with um, road rage verbal road rage I don't necessarily I don't cut people off or anything <laughs> but I do get upset with people when I'm driving sometimes and just in that moment being able to think about okay what are three things I'm grateful for right now and it completely shifts my way of thinking and my mind. Do you know the part of that re resource, the five minute journal that I most appreciate mm -hmm. though, is the things that you will do to make today better. Yes. Because it forces you to accept responsibility mm -hmm. for making the day better. It also helps you to think about, well, what could I do? Like, how could I make it better? And it's not, I'll win the lottery or I'll find the love of my life today. Mm -hmm. It's what if I make somebody smile? What if I share a joke with someone? What if I go for a five minute walk at lunchtime rather than just sit at my desk? Little things like that. But it starts to give you back control over the quality of your day. Mm -hmm. And I think it reminds us 
to watch for the simple things and appreciate the simple things in life. All those examples you just gave don't cost money. They aren't these big extravagant gifts. They're just small pieces of time where you're connecting with other people. Yeah. Oh, Marianne, thank you so much for chatting with me today about how we can combat loneliness and how we could uh, help one another prepare for retirement. I really appreciate what we talked about and also how important expressing gratitude is every day. <laughs> so this is Sarah and we're signing off on another episode of Noble Leaders Having Noble Conversations. Mm-hmm.